Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. It is a privilege for me to be with you tonight, not only because I'm standing high and speaking in the highest position I've ever spoken, not only because I uh, serve in an organization like the Bible Society, and I'm privileged and honored for that, but for the very fact that we are sharing the same Lord together. Whether me coming from Albania or people coming from other parts of the world, this is an amazing uh, news. The good news that we can share the same Lord, the same faith together. As it has been mentioned, Albania has been a closed country for a long time. Not anymore. For 20 years, we are an open country. However, we are a small country, and because of the past, uh, many people would not know much about Albania. And uh, I thought to start my uh, presentation today with some questions <laughs> that uh, everybody could uh, uh, refresh its, uh, its or uh, her knowledge of uh, uh, geography or, or history. So the first, I, I'm not going to uh, wait for answers, not to embarrass anybody, but uh, I'm going just to read these questions and then give the answer and then explain a little. So which of these countries is not neighbored with Albania? Romania, Montenegro, Macedonia, or Greece? It is Romania. So Romania is not neighbored with, uh, with Albania. Uh, but uh, Greece, Macedonia, and Montenegro are. And uh, Montenegro and uh, Macedonia are two very new countries which are part of the former Yugoslavia. So Albania is part of the Balkan Peninsula. Then we have the other question. The symbol on the Albanian flag is a lion, an eagle, a star, or a butterfly? It is an eagle. Like many, uh, uh, many countries which belong to the Byzantine Empire, uh, Albania got an eagle uh, in the flag. Also, Albania was part of the kind of the border, if you like, of the Byzantine and the West Empire, where the, where the two empires met. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, we have Albanians traditionally belonging to the Orthodox Christianity, 20%, and 10% of the Albanians belong to the uh, Catholic uh, Christianity. So we have the question as a kind of information as well. Traditionally, of, of the religious background of Albania is mostly Christian, Muslim, secular, or a mixture. It is, it is Muslim majority, but actually the right answer should be we are secular society. Uh, although traditionally people would speak about belonging to a certain faith, be this Orthodox uh, Christianity, uh, Catholic uh, Christianity, or uh, Muslim, uh, Albanians, because of the communist past, have become a secularized society. And many, uh, would, although they would be part of a religious uh, community, they still 
would uh, live a life as if they are not part of any religious and have no religious background at all. And this is just a map to show you that uh, where, uh, where, Albania, where Albania is. Albania is known for a ruthless dictatorship during the communist uh, past from 1940, 1945 until 1990. It is known for probably one of the cruelest dictators who probably would be even some people would say crueler than, than Joseph Stalin. Albanians would probably be known for the blood revenge phenomena, which still exists and is a, is a big problem in our country. But probably not many people would know the fact in the history that during the Second World War, no Jew was killed when the Germans occupied Albania for two years. Probably only Albania, and if I'm not mistaken, Denmark are the two only countries where no Jew who got refuge in the countries where the Germans had occupied, they, they were not harmed at all. So we speak about a country with different paradox, with country of the cruelest dictators and with country of uh, uh, wonderful people like Mother Teresa. So the communists ruled our country with an iron fist for 45 years. They killed and persecuted everyone. And the church was not uh, saved by that. The church actually uh, went through a martyrdom. Whoever the believers were, be they Orthodox Christians or Catholic Christians or Protestant Christians, they were persecuted. And the communists uh, did that in a way that nobody could do better than them. And they would uh, not only persecute the people who had studied abroad theology, but they would persecute every normal believer. They did not persecute only the leadership of the church, but they persecuted everybody. So much so that in 1967, Albania became, they declared our country the first atheistic uh, and only uh, atheistic only country in the world. But today is different. Today we have freedom of religion, freedom of speech, freedom of movement. Something that we have never dreamt, dreamed about became a reality. But it was something that many of you prayed about. And this is the encouragement that we all can take as Christians, as brothers and sisters in Christ. As we heard today in the morning from the speaker, if we pray, if we continue to pray all the time, with perseverance, we will see the fruits. Probably the, and surely some of the generations who died during the communist times did not see the fruits. Some who actually are still living, they can still think of the past and don't think, see themselves as the miracle of, this, of the answer to these prayers. But the Christian church who prayed for Albania is a testimony of us being one in Christ. We like to think that the world uh, forgot us in a way. And actually, the world forgot us, let's say it like this. But uh, I think in spirit and in prayer, we have been together. I was not born when your fathers and mothers prayed for us. And this is a miracle that exists only in the Christian church and exists only in the faith of those 
who believe in Christ. I was 21 years old when I left Albania and uh, uh, went to live as a refugee in Austria. Everybody left Albania, let's say, who, everybody who could would like to leave, uh, left Albania and uh, lived in a, to live in a Western country. And I was studying at uh, the university at the time, was 21 years old, and didn't want to continue with my studies, didn't want to continue my life anymore in the mess that the communists uh, had caused in the country. So I left the country uh, to find a better future, to find, to, to live in, a, in, a, in, a, in prosperity and to get everything. As you know, we want to get everything instantly and, and as quickly as possible. And uh, what I was looking for was actually materialism and, and, uh, and uh, whatever you can get and money, whatever you can get uh, in the West coming from this poor country. But uh, something completely different happened to me which I, I never expected. But God had planned. And uh, I received the New Testament uh, in Albanian uh, when I was in the refugee camp that uh, changed my life completely. I was uh, somehow surprised and uh, was, couldn't believe that these words that I was uh, reading in the New Testament were for me. I didn't look for that. I never had a Bible, in, I never had had a Bible in my hands, never read it before. Nobody in my family spoke about faith or knew about faith or knew about the Word of God. And here I am without knowing anything, I am found by God. I went to find a better future than the best future found me. So I become a believer of Christ while I am in, uh, in, uh, in the refugee camp uh, in, in Austria. And this, uh, from uh, that day on, I have followed Christ with all my heart. And uh, I went to a, a short-term Bible, uh, Bible school in Austria where I grew as a believer. I started to attend an evangelical church in Austria where I, I uh, got the Word of God and uh, studied the Word of God, went deeper into the Word of God and deeper with the fellowship of, uh, of other Christians which helped me tremendously. And as a refugee, this was also wonderful for me. Normally, as a refugee, you are separated, you are isolated, you, you are f uh, somehow away, and people somehow, the, 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 people, the local people do not like you. And this happened to many uh, colleagues and friends of mine coming, coming from other countries. But it didn't happen to me, because the church embraced me, and the church uh, had me uh, as, uh, as brother and saw me as a brother in Christ. So it, it didn't matter anymore for me uh, if I lived in the West or if I lived in the, in, in the East. And I decided to come back to Albania to, I didn't know actually what, what to expect, but, but I was happy and enthusiastic for, for my new faith. So it was an amazing thing and I wanted to share it with uh, my, uh, my people. I went to Austria with a false visa and I got a job in Albania at the visa office at the Swiss Embassy. So God has a sense of humor. Uh, but, but, uh, but I was a Christian now, and uh, I, I, could, I could do things in, in, the right, in the right way. I started to work with the Bible Society in 1997. They asked me to become the General Secretary. I was 27 at the time, didn't have much experience with whatever this work uh, required. 
but uh, uh, we have had this in Albania, as Jesus speaks, the harvest is full, but the workers are few. So here I was doing a work that I had never thought about before. But the Bible Society is an amazing place to be. It's a wonderful ministry that uh, you can be. The Bible Society stands for giving the Word of God in a language that people understand, understand and uh, making it available in a price that they can afford. But here we were, a Bible society without a Bible text. And we didn't know what to do about it. So we had to start from the scratch, as actually everybody has to, had to start things from the scratch. We had to find translators of the Bible. But where to find them when the communists had persecuted all the scholars, all the people who knew the biblical languages were not around because they had been killed or uh, died because of age. So we were in a situation where we needed to think and to do something that other uh, Bible agencies have probably never done before uh, in Europe, let's say, in a, in a civilized uh, continent, because you have plenty of scholars who translate the Bible. We had three uh, young men who uh, were brilliant uh, students of theology, but who didn't know the, the biblical languages, whom we, had, we trained to, uh, in, in Greek because the, it was a translation of the New Testament, and they learned the, the, biblical, the biblical Greek. That was an amazing achievement. Everybody was asking us, what are you doing? You normally have scholars, but we had to start from the scratch. And the project was also difficult because we wanted to translate the Bible in cooperation with all the churches, meaning with the Protestant churches, with the Orthodox churches, church, and with the Catholic church. So each of the translators, the three translators, each one of them was, was representing uh, one, of the, one of the churches. And so we somehow entered uh, whoever knows how this uh, work together with all the churches uh, functions, we entered on a minefield. We are Protestants and we still have problems with, it, with each other. Imagine to have Orthodox, Catholics and Protestants uh, together. But uh, we took this uh, task also for another reason. We wanted to be an example in a society where Christians are, are seen as, as uh, people who uh, have an example of division. Many Muslims would be very happy to see us Christians fight against each other. And here we were translating the Bible together, not fighting against each other, but working together for the word of God. And I think we achieved a task which many people did not believe and did not think, did not think we would achieve. We were able to print and publish the New Testament in the year 2007, and it, which has been very well received. And until now, we have distributed 10,000 copies of this New Testament. And we have continued with the Old Testament, now training the translators in Hebrew, and already started with the work to translate uh, the Old Testament in order for us to have a full Bible. Not that in Albania we don't have a full Bible, but it has been translated from the Italian or from the English. And we wanted to do a proper job out of the respect for the Word of God. The Bible Society does other ministries. This is one of, uh, this is uh, the New Testament, uh, the different formats that we uh, printed and, uh, and published. By the way, this New Testament was printed in China. 
Uh, during the communist times, we were in a very close relationship with China. We used to receive weapons from them. And as a matter of fact, now we receive New Testaments from China. And we are very glad for that and we praise God for that. We do other projects as well. Uh, this is working with all the churches. All the churches were together in the launch of the New, uh, of the new Testament. Uh, other projects, uh, reaching out to the people who uh, cannot see, to the blind people. And we have published the first Braille Bible in Albanian. We also have produced the audio New Testament for the first time in, uh, in Albanian. And uh, we are uh, very proud of that. We, this is the radio-dramatized uh, audio New Testament with 25 actors reading from the, the New Testament. So the idea is to make the, the scripture available in the different formats, in the different uh, medias, and in different, in different ways. So our, our projects are to reach out to all the people, all the people in, in Albania. And we are, we are doing that in the collaboration and the cooperation with all the churches. And uh, the Bible Society, as a matter of fact, is the only forum where all the churches meet together, not to uh, start any ecumenical movement or anything like that, but to work to together for the, wor for the Word of God. And we are very proud of that in the sense that we can be an example to our society for what God can do with us Christians. I'll just take one or two minutes today uh, now to, to speak about the church today. Uh, the Protestant church started in Albania in uh, 1820s, in the first 1800s, with the uh, missionaries from the Bible Society. And now we have a lot of Protestant uh, and evangelical churches in Albania which are led by Albanians, by Albanian pastors. The missionaries came in the 1990s and they did a wonderful job to, to give the enthusiasm and to give the gospel. And we are thankful to all of you and to all the churches who prayed and who supported and who sent missionaries to Albania. Albania is still a mission field and I would encourage you to still continue to pray, to support and send missionaries to, to Albania. We have learned some lessons. We are not anymore in the situation where we don't know uh, anything because this is how it started. We started from the scratch. We have learned a lot of lessons uh, and we are now mature in a way as Christians and as church. So we are now in a situation where we can move forward and to grow strongly. We need missionaries who are a bridge to their local church with our churches. We need missionaries who come uh, to Albania with the gospel of the kingdom. We need missionaries who encourage Albanians to be uh, Christians with their hearts and with their minds. So we need enthusiasm and we need Christian education. We are very glad and very happy for whatever support all the churches are giving to the Albanian church. We need your support and prayers. I'd like to finish with uh, just two verses from 2 Corinthians 12, which has been recently in my heart and in my mind. Paul is writing uh, about his situation. When I came to Troas to preach the gospel of Christ, even though a door was opened for me in the Lord, 
my spirit was not at rest because I did not find my brother Titus there. So I took leave of them and went on to Macedonia. This kind of care as the Apostle has, I pray and wish for all of us Christians that we care for our brothers and sisters wherever they are. Even if, even if our doors of proclaiming the Gospels are open, we shall not forget one another. The two things go together. The doors that are open to us individually and the brothers and sisters in the uh, world wide. I thank you very much for the invitation to be with you and for your patience to listen to me. God bless. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.